The primary purpose of the matter over mind experience is to educate. It doesn't constitute advice or services. Before making any changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. Nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matter Over Mind Experience. I'm your host, master trainer and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And I have my man on the show today, Aram, personal trainer and host of the Other Side Lifestyle Podcast. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. <laughs> Insulin sensitivity, muscle building, and of course, weight loss. So the hack of the episode is, where should most people start when trying to lose weight? And with that being said, let's welcome Aram to the show. Hey, buddy, how you doing today? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, It's been fun to watch your development on social media platforms and seeing that your message is resonating with so many people. And this is the type of stuff that we need out there. You know, it's people like you that really do motivate me, man. So I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for that, buddy. And But, you know, enough about me. My audience knows about me and my craziness. <laughs> Tell my audience about yourself. Uh, I have kind of a similar background to you, just not as wholesome. Um, I was living the finance life for a long time, but more like the Wolf of Wall Street life. Uh, it ruined my health and my emotional well-being. So I, I had always had a passion for fitness, but it was never really a passion because I didn't really do anything with it. Um, most of us know that we shouldn't be standing at the line at McDonald's three meals a day. Most of us know that we should be going to the gym every once in a while, but I don't think a lot of us understand that it's not just for a period of time, it's forever. And I was always good at that part because my main drive was vanity. I always wanted to look a certain way to create a certain image. And that image was the only thing I cared about. Now that I'm almost 40 years old, I can give a shit less about the image. And now all I care about is just helping as many people as possible and trying to keep myself healthy so I don't become a hypocrite. And I want to really do practice what I preach. And I really take pride in that. So 15 years on a gym floor in one way or another, more recently online. Um, and now it's starting to shift a little bit from one-on-one -on -one coaching to hopefully at some point more teaching, more curriculum creation. Um, Cause not a lot of people are ready for coaching in my opinion. Um, I get to a point where I ask a lot of questions for people. Like I had a woman I contacted two weeks ago and we've been kind of texting back and forth and she, I want to sign up. I don't want to sign up. I want to sign up. I want to sign up. To me, if you're already playing that mental gymnastics game, you're not ready. You're not willing to do what it takes. You're not willing to invest in yourself. You're not willing to do the stuff that's going to be asked of you. You don't want to be coachable. You don't want to have an open mind to the process. And that's I luckily for me at the point I am in my career, I get to be a little bit more selective with who I help. So, you know. No, that's true though. It's if you're if you're back and forth then you're really not ready i was talking to one of my friends the other day and i explained to her that if you see the value in what you're doing you're more likely to continue 
Yeah, like even let's talk about weight loss, for example, right? Somebody goes to the gym and they start to see results early on when they're in the gym. They're more likely to say, you know what, I can keep doing this versus someone who goes to the gym and then after about a month, they don't feel or see see a difference. They're going to, in their heads, they're starting to devaluate and they go less and less. I've seen it happen a lot. And that's why the creation of value is so important, right? Is that when I start with my clients and I explain to them, in the beginning, they're going to see changes, small, like non-scale victories, like having more energy, right? Your gut may start feeling better. You know, you may even feel your mood may even start to get better, like non-scale victories that you don't even think about that makes you want to come back. What about you? Do you see those kind of, um, what, what do you, when, when you, in the beginning, if someone is kind of going, what, what, what do you work on with your clients in the beginning is guess what I'm trying to get at. Depends on where they're starting from. Uh, you know, if somebody is very novice and they don't have a lot of baseline information, then it's really just trying. Because a lot of people have been educated about training and about nutrition through media or social media, which are not always credible sources of information, right? Like even even in the stuff that we're looking at, there's a lot of people out there that are biohackers or there's a lot of charlatans and snake oil salesmen because it's a very sales driven business and there's a lot of marketing and there's a lot of money behind it. I mean, I think, I think now nutrition and fitness has eclipsed trillions of dollars per year in revenue. Like it's, it's getting to the point now where we're, we're right up there with the Nikes of the world and the shoe salesmen of the world. So we are now a product. So we have, we, we have to start shifting away from being a product and becoming a service and a service has to educate the consumer on what they're buying. And my job, and I think your job also, is to educate people on what the hell it is that they're looking at. So if you're looking at the keto diet, or if you're looking at Atkins, or if you're looking at South Beach, or if you're looking at fasting, understand that the mechanism behind all of those diets is a deficit in calories. Okay, well, that's calories in, calories out. That's pretty simple. Well, it's not that simple because we don't really understand the calories out portion very well. We don't know how it works all that well. We have some data to suggest that we have some evidence, but then, you know, now we start to fall into this idea where if it's not evidence-based or if it's not perfectly researched in science, we don't even want to do it because then there's this other camp of people that are so dependent on research and dependent on these articles that unless it's stated in literature, it's not even worth it. As opposed to somebody like me, who's been working in this business for 15 years and with mostly women, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of people change their lives in different ways that were not science-based, but it, it takes a, that's coaching though. That's week to week communication, interaction, personal relationships, interpersonal skills and, and soft speaking skills and interviewing skills and asking the right questions, macros and training and all that stuff. Yeah, that's great. If you're already up here and you understand if you're at a high level, you can, you can take that information and run with it. But Mrs. Jones, who's 45 with three kids who has attempted fat loss multiple times and failed, she feels like she's broken and she feels like she doesn't understand how to put all this together. So our job is to put it in the simplest way possible, create a sustainable action plan. And as we're giving her tasks to do that she's able to complete and feel good about, we're also educating her about what those tasks tasks are meant to be contributing to her life. So that she creates that buy-in, she creates that level of education, and now she's not susceptible to all the bullshit messaging that exists on social media trying to sell her a product. 
and even trying to set a, a, a lifestyle, right? Because you talk about keto and you've talked about these different habits. Something that I've nailed into a lot of my clients' head or even my listeners is keto is not necessarily bad. No. Um, you know, calories in, calories out is not necessarily good or nope. bad. Nope. It's just understanding that these are different tools that need to be used at different times. I've used keto. I still use keto. I still cycle keto because it's important for my health. You know, but that's what I personally need. Someone else, depending on where they are in their in their life, may not need keto. But the and the the reason why a lot of people go into fasting and keto is for the wrong reasons. Yes. And I've mentioned this many times. They go in thinking, you know what? I'm gonna lose a whole lot of weight. You know how many people I've seen wrecked their metabolism because they've been in keto or fasting for too long, and then they come to me try to for help. And there's takes a lot of time to reverse. And they say, I can't believe I can't break down carbs. Well, I don't know why you've been in keto for a year, a year and a half. <laughs> I've worked with people who their BMI is, is um, I'm sorry, their BMR is so low because they were eating like five, 600 calories for almost two years. Like, and then now they're trying to adjust it. Then they look and say, well, this is bad. That is bad. No, you just didn't know what you were doing or how to use it. And that's when teaching and courses and coaches really come into play to help with that. Right now, with that being yeah. said, I have a topic in mind because I want to talk about insulin sensitivity a little bit. So let's talk about muscle building because I hear it a lot, especially from women. I know you were primarily women, so you hear this a lot. I don't want to build muscle because I don't want to look like a man. You know where I was going with that, right? But where does muscle building come when it, um, how do you connect muscle building with insulin sensitivity? Just in general for all the listeners that are on and will hear this at some point, that should be the number one priority of you walking into the gym ever again. Um, I would love to get to a point where our society does not care about calories burned. Like I, I want to get to that point. It's never going to happen, but let's hope that it does. But I think the building and the retention of muscle mass as an organ of longevity is probably one of the most underappreciated, underutilized tactics for general. I don't even care about aesthetics. Let's forget about physique for general overall health for the reduction of comorbidities, for the reduction of chronic illness. There's so much benefit. I mean, we that that's the stuff that we have mountains of research on. And the fact that we still have doctors out there that are saying that muscle is not important or they're not advocating for, for lean tissue growth or retention, even something as silly as like the BMI scale that we, that's the only thing we have to measure somebody's health is a division of height versus weight which makes me, I mean, I'm a, I think my BMI is like 36 because I'm five foot eight and I weigh 200 and almost 20 pounds, but I'm 15% body fat. So yeah, that's, it's much different than if I was five foot eight, 215 pounds and 40% body fat, but they don't measure it. They don't care about it. They don't talk about it. Exercise is very much aerobic and cardiovascular in nature. That's all anybody wants to talk about. Um, think about muscle as a storage facility for calories. So in the simplest terms, the more muscle you have on you, the more flexibility you'll have calorically. Muscle is expensive to keep. That's why it's so hard to keep and build and people think it's so easy. And yes, in the initial stages of growing it and building it, it is relatively simple because a body that's done nothing that walks into a gym for the first time is completely understimulated or not stimulated at all. And once they impose that stimulus, boom, all of a sudden now with very little effort, 
or minimal effort, let's say, now you're going to have some lean tissue growth. Um, and that that's going to at some point diminish. Like you cannot grow at that rate forever. One at some point, I think the literature will tell us anything between one to three years is like kind of when we cap out our natural potential of being able to grow muscle while simultaneously losing fat, which is called body recomposition, which is what everybody wants. But it all there's a lot of variables. There's training intensity, training frequency, training specificity, food quality, food quantity, rest, recovery, sleep, stress management, hydration. All of these things matter, but all we, the general public is only looking at two things. They're looking at exercise, and typically that exercise is going to be in a group format or in a cardiovascular format. And when it comes to nutrition, all they're looking at is the idea that I'm dieting as opposed to eating a certain way for a certain outcome. So my advice to everybody, I don't care if you're five, I don't care if you're 95, build, try to walk into the gym with the intention of, I want to get strong as hell and by product of strength, hopefully is muscle growth. And that should be my main focus. Am I going to maybe put on some fat in that pursuit? Possibly, but that's not hard to get rid of. Am I possibly going to get muscular in certain areas that I'm uncomfortable with? Sure. Just stop training that part of the body if you're really that concerned about it. But it doesn't happen overnight. I've been, I'm chemically enhanced two different ways and I've been trying to build muscle for 23 years. And I promise you, especially ladies out there listening, it's not that easy. You know, and that's one of the things that I usually say when I hear this, because I say with so, someone who you see, male or female, right, who's really muscular, trains purposely to look that way. But most people can't seem to get that, right? And um, But you're right. When, you know, this show primarily focuses on health and not necessarily yep. just weight loss, right? Yep. And building lean muscle is important. You, you've heard, you know about sarcopenia. You've been in business for a long time. The loss of muscle mass as we age. So the loss of muscle mass is a signal of your of the aging process, right? Yep. So that's really, really, that's really big. So I, I do have to say that I really do wish that we do get away from the dieting piece. Yes. Because I think that you you diet and then you do a lot of cardio. Imagine how bad that really sounds. Like you're running all the time, you're burning all these calories, and then you're restricting your calories. That cannot be good for your health, especially if you are coming from where you weren't eating well. So even if you were eating a lot of food, you weren't eating healthy food, and now you put so you're restricting healthy food in the beginning. Now you're restricting everything. And then you just want to try to lose weight. That cannot be good for your health. But going in with the mindset of building lean muscle, eating, when you talk about dieting, eating the right type of, eating the right diet necessarily. It's not dieting, but eating the right diet for what you're trying to accomplish, which is again, why it's important to have a coach. And with that being said, let's pause for a quick second because, you know, we talk about being a business, your boy got to make some money, right? So I'm going to, so, you know, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I got to do it. I got to do it. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite company, the Amino Co. See, their products are 100% science-backed, built on amino acid technology, first funded by NASA and further refined through rigorous research and independent clinical trials. So today I'm going to talk about Perform, an essential amino acid-based formulation designed to improve muscle mass during exercise enhance, I'm sorry, improve muscle performance doing exercise. My apologies. Enhance mental clarity and concentration, reduce fatigue and dehydration, 
and reduce recovery times. I drink Perform kind of like a pre-workout because he has essential aminos, he has creatine, and it also has caffeine. However, I go for the natural version of it, and it only has about 60 milligrams of caffeine per serving. I usually kind of double up and go for 120. Instead of more pre-workouts, I have 200, 300 milligrams of caffeine. But the blend of creatine and essential aminos help to give you more energy so you don't need as much caffeine to be able to power through your workouts. The ingredients in Perform have been clinically proven to improve strength and physical performance. And I always read these trials, 20% increase in exercise completed, 22% increase in endurance, 11% increase in peak performance during exercise, and 10% improvement in cognitive function during exercise. And you know, <laughs> your boy over here can use some more cognitive function with everything I got going on, right? But and of course, it tastes great. I absolutely love it. And I say my favorite are the natural flavors. And uh, But their website is aminoco.com, says Zico Health, gives you 30% off their uh, all their products, even Heal, which is not a product for them that I use. And the website will be in the description of the episode. Now, let's roll back into the episode. So let's talk about restriction and awareness, right? Because we just kind of talk about people, you know, I want to lose weight, we go on a diet and restrict themselves, and which causes a lot of problems in the future. So what is the difference between restriction and awareness when it comes to nutrition? Restriction is something that I think most people are going through now by dieting because they hear about certain protocols, whether it be, I think anything, any diet with a name to it, right? That's usually going to be a restrictive protocol of some kind, as opposed to what I consider a diet, which is really just the description of your nutrition. Like when, when I, and I think when we talk about science, language matters. So to me, diet is, my diet is what do I consume? Why do I consume it? Very simple. And that's, again, simplicity, I think, when we're talking to the lay person is so important. So as opposed to associating the word diet to I have to immediately eat less of XYZ ingredient or nutrient or food group, think of your diet as what do I eat? How What is my normal eating behavior? Can I even identify what my normal eating behavior is? Do I have an intention behind my normal eating behavior? And are there ways that I can alter it to create or to induce a better outcome or a desired outcome. So we've been programmed to think that we're supposed to completely eliminate XYZ, which on the macro sense isn't completely wrong, right? Like if you're somebody who tends to overeat stuff that comes out of a box or a bag, processed foods, chips, crackers, cookies, whatever, yeah, that's an easy fix, right? I, I know that I eat relatively well all day. And when I come home at work from work at the end of the night, my kids go to sleep and I get to sit on the couch and I get to pop open the box of Nabisco crackers and I can just eat the whole box. Okay. So that for that individual, dieting is very easy. Just either stop buying the Nabisco crackers or try to portion them out into smaller portions so you can eat a little bit and enjoy them and not overconsume. So in that sense, it's easy. But how many times do we encounter folks that have been trying multiple diets for multiple attempts over the course of a lifetime, or they've just been dieting from the minute they've understood that they've tried to create a certain appearance, whether it be, I want to be lean or I want to be muscular or my favorite word that doesn't really exist or shouldn't exist tone, um, you know, which tone just means I want to be lean enough to see certain muscles, but the muscles that I see, I have to pick out, which by the way, folks, forget it. Like you're not going to be able to lose fat from places that you want to lose fat from. You could build muscle in places where you want to build muscle by training that specific muscle group. But if you don't have 
reduced fat in that area, that muscle will not show up magically because you've built it. That's my favorite place is abs. Like I want to do more abs to get more abs. Sure. And you will grow ab muscles. That's they're like any other muscle they grow. But if you're still fat around your abs, you're going to have flabs, which is what I have. And I'm okay with it because I just don't care that much. Um, and I think the other part that people need to understand is with this, with this obsession with aesthetics, are you paying the price with your health? And are you also paying the price with, I think it's even more, more, more important than physical health sometimes is mental health. Like where's this driving you? There are so many women that I deal with on a daily basis that can't stand the sight of what they look like in the mirror. They can't put clothes on to go to work because they're so disgusted with themselves they don't want to step on the scale because they're afraid of it. So these psychological disorders that we create because of this obsession with less, less, less with food and more, more, more with exercise, it's getting to a very unhealthy place. And diet culture, social media, um, there's a lot. I mean, listen, I can, I'll name drop all day long of people that I don't like, but the list would be too long. But the people that are just selling you constant supplements or solutions to your problems Whereas all of these things are habit-based issues. You know what I mean? So like, and you understand that we don't have a lack of supplements. We don't have a lack of information. We don't have a lack of accessible information. You can go on Instagram today and for free, you can figure out how many calories you require, what workouts you should be doing, how to put macro-friendly meals together. All of this stuff is free online. Some of the best accounts I follow are giving away information for free on a daily basis, but what does it come down to and why do people fail? They just don't have enough skin in the game to do this forever on a daily basis and they don't implement it as a lifestyle. So it becomes a phase. And for a short period of time, they're very much all encompassing. And this is the only focus and this is all I care about. And it's going to be all about fat loss, fat loss, fat loss, fat loss, not even fat loss, just weight loss. It's just, they just want to see the number on that box on the ground go down with really no reason behind it. Like, why do you want to lose? Like, obviously, if you're 35, 40% plus body fat, you have health problems that are probably starting to loom. But if you're just doing this because I have five or eight pounds to lose, like, who gives a shit? What, like, do you want to stop going out to eat? Do you want to eat every meal out of a plastic container and live like a dog? Do you want to never have any nights out? Do you want to put yourself to sleep at eight o'clock in the morning and wake up at six o'clock in the morning and go to the gym twice. Like, is it worth it? Do you're not a competitor. You have a full-time job. Aesthetics are not what pay your bills. So start thinking about your health and start thinking about the abundance mindset of food is supposed to make you feel good and fuel you. And it can be fun every once in a while. Sure. That's why they're called treats and they're not called daily activities. And then the gym is there for you to go in there and make yourself feel strong and capable. That's what it's there for. If you want to go do cardio, go do cardio, like go outside. Like there's play, there's ways to in, implement fitness into your lifestyle. That doesn't have to be the gym, but if aesthetics are a consideration and you understand the value of muscle tissue, then there should be some resistance training at least two to three times a week. If you're not really overall concerned with aesthetics, like for me, I can't only, I mean, now at the point that I'm at, I can, because I can just maintain muscle mass. But if I was trying to grow new tissue, you better believe I'd have to be in the gym four to five days a week. Um, and I'm just not at a point like, I think that's the other part is people don't set goals realistically. They want to reduce, reduce, reduce. Then they get sick of it. Then they overconsume, and they overconsume for a very long time afterwards. And because your metabolism has gotten so sensitive from the underconsumption that any little bit over is now considered a surplus by the physiology and starts to just pack on. That's why most people, when they lose, 
they they regain and they regain above what they lost. So you lose five, you put on seven. You lose five again, you put on nine. You lose three again, you put on seven. So you're always net positive over the course of a lifetime of dieting as opposed to just put on as much muscle for 10 years as possible. Just blindly put on this idea that I'm just going to put on muscle for 10 years. And I'm not going to think about anything else along the way. And then what you'll do is you'll buy yourself so much caloric freedom and so much ease of use that you'll never have to worry about your weight ever again. Because then you can diet if you want, you can grow if you want, you can maintain if you want, but your relationship with food and exercise will change for the better. And that's what we need to get to. I love that. You know what? I don't think I've ever had somebody on the show that was so real with it. That's 100% true. I guess we can call it all or nothing mindset, right? You know what? I want to get, when I, when I first had the matter of a mind experience, it was called the Zika Health Show in the beginning. And I, when I introduced the show, I said, you know what? Most people think I want to fit my bikini for summer or, you know, my boy shorts or whatever, because you know, I'm not just making fun at women, even though I do wear bikinis myself. But, you know, but, <laughs> right. But seriously, like, you know, we say, hey, you know, we just want to get ready for summer, want to look nice or whatever. So we're going to basically diet or starve ourselves. We have that all or nothing mindset. But when it becomes a lifestyle, it's completely different. You're talking about the uh, the scientific approach, because I had a point about that that I completely forgot to mention. I always root everything that I do in three sides, scientific study, anecdotal evidence, and ancestral living. That's how I that's how I make my decision when it comes to my clients or with myself. I look at the science, but I also have to look at how does it make you feel? How does your body respond to it? And also, I, sometimes I look at ancestral living. Fasting, for example. Fasting is has been a practice in a lot of um in a lot of in a lot of nations for years. And our ancestors have followed fasting for years. The difference is, however, people don't look, they don't they didn't look at fasting as a way to lose weight, right? But they are health benefits to fasting if done correctly. Keto is the same thing. There are benefits to keto because our ancestors have also done it, but also look at the science behind it. And I look at how you feel that, for example, if you just jump into a diet and start starving yourself and you have a headache and you feel terrible, maybe that's not what you're supposed to be doing, right? The ancestral part is important. So always, my always joke is that um, the people who are just rooted in science, when I rise to power, those people are going to be sterilized. But, uh, but seriously, like really and truly, like that's why I love to have Aram on the show because really get to have these true, these really true rooted conversations. And we have to change our, our our relationship with food and what we're thinking because once we get away from diet mindset thing, life becomes a lot easier. Relationship becomes a lot with food becomes a lot easier and cut out the all or nothing thing because that's really not doing much for us, right? Now that leads me, and oh, one more thing I wanted to talk about. You talk about people who restrict diet, for, restrict for too long, and there's the BMR part when you start to eat, right? Because your basal metabolic rate has dropped. Another issue that people, most people do not know about is your gut changes based on what you eat. So if you're restricting yourself for a long time, you may lose enzymes to break down certain foods well. Perfect example, I'm sure you see this. People who don't eat a lot of protein for years and years and years. And then later when they try to work out, they try to eat high protein and they're bloated all the time. Why? Because their body has lost a lot of protease and enzymes to break down protein properly. Same reason, same thing with keto. If you're on keto for a long time and you're cutting out carbs for a long time, then you try to come back into a regular, quote unquote, regular diet. 
then you don't have enough enough amylase and enzymes to break down carbs well. And same thing if eating a whole lot of carbs and not enough fat. So this is basically how the human body works. It will lessen, it, the body's very efficient and it works based on what you feed it and what you do to it. So that's another reason why the all or nothing mindset doesn't work because it can wreck your metabolism and wreck your relationship with food. Which leads me to my hack of the episode and you already started on this, Aaron, but kind of put it in a package for my audience. Where should people really start when it comes to weight loss? You can't start unless you know what you're doing now. So I think some base level of quantification understanding of if you don't want to track calories, it's fine. Like, I don't think everybody needs to track calories, but I think it's an activity that somebody should do at least once in their life just to see where they're at. And if there's ever been a time that's making it so easy, it's now. I mean, between the apps on your phone, the chronometers, the MyFitnessPals, the Carbon Smarts, and all these other apps that exist, half the time you can just scan the barcode on the food, weigh it, record the weight portion, and like you're done. That's it. Like, and if that's too much work for you, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it, it the scale lives on my counter. It takes twelve seconds. Like my entire breakfast this morning was weighed and measured, and I think the entire process between eating it, making it washing the dishes, cleaning it all up is 12 minutes. So if you don't have 12 minutes to put a nutritious breakfast inside of you that fills you up, makes you feel good, is weighed and measured to utmost precision and persistence, like you just don't care. Like I'm like, I know that's hard to hear for some people. Like I don't have time to measure. Do you take one or two bowel movements a day? There's probably two to five minutes of time that you spend in the bathroom on your phone. Do it then. Do it then. Stop scrolling TikTok and watching cat videos. Like, wait, like, remember the food you ate, what you measured at, put it into your app, and you're done. At least now you know, do this for two or three weeks and see what your average caloric consumption is. Like, what the hell do I eat and how much of it do I eat? Good. Now we have that idea. Am I exercising frequently? Okay, good. I know I'm going to the gym about three days a week. What am I doing in the gym? Well, I'm getting on the treadmill. And then I'm doing some arms and some leg weights. Okay. So I don't really understand how to train. My food is very inconsistent. So there has to be a baseline established. So then the number one responsibility for that individual is establish a baseline. I'm going to eat three to five meals a day, every single day around this time of day with this type of composition of meals. It's going to be mostly protein with a lot of fruit and veg and some starch, depending on my activity level. Done. That's taken care of. Training. Well, I'm going to now go to the gym with a plan, and that plan is going to be at least 45 minutes of weights, which I know exactly what I'm doing in what order and how many reps and sets. And then I'm going to leave 15, 10, 15 minutes for some type of cardiovascular work just because I tend to be somebody who sits at a desk all day and I need some movement. Okay. Now you've taken two big, massive rocks and worked on them. And now just practice with no expectation of results. That's the problem. Right. It's like everybody's, well, I'm, I'm changing my life and I want there to be a, an immediate impact. Well, in, in your business, I'm sure you can attest to this. If somebody invests at two or 3%, you don't notice that shit for a very long time. Like that two or 3% accumulation of finances is not going to make a massive difference in your bank account. But in 25 years, it will. And when you finally open up that Schwab account in 25 years and you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, damn. I now have seven figures in there and I started with three. It worked. And that's the gym and that's healthy eating. What it, it's not going to make an immediate, like you're not going to walk into the gym 
and after one week look totally different. But some people don't stop and others stop. And the ones who succeed are the ones who don't stop because they're not doing it for aesthetics. They're doing it because they want to feel good. Like if you start to focus on internal health, my digestion is good. My mood is good. My energy is good. I'm not dragging through the day. I'm not a miserable human being. I love life every single day because I put stuff into my body that makes me feel nice. And I know I can move my body because it's capable. It's literally that simple. And then, then you can, you can get, you can graduate into deeper levels of understanding and deeper activities of protocols, but it has to be earned and you can't start doing number three before you do number one and two. I love it. That, that's actually, those are actually really good guides. And I think most people who are, or new to the process can really follow those and really start to make some improvements. I also have one thing to say, man, what you got against cat videos. And I mean, like, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dog person. Uh, you're a dog. Person. I watched dog. I watched Doberman Pinscher videos all day long. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. So Aram, no cat videos. No, no cat. cat. Videos. I'm by, I'm, I am anti cat. I'm sorry. If, I, if there's any, if there's any dogma, it's anti cat. So you're going to be on a uh, anti uh, anti cat diet is kind of thing but you know yep. it is what it is right <laughs> but yeah you but you're what you're right though bro I mean you you you're right I mean I I can't say anything on top of that and I just want to mention a lot of things that I mentioned earlier about fasting and I talked about the gut enzymes and the BMR and all this stuff I have to caveat that by saying that's why it's important to work with a coach who really understands that it can really help you like Aram, for example, and other wonderful coaches that I have brought on the matter over mind experience. I also have ex episodes on them as well. My podcast on these different topics. If you really want to learn more to, um, so you can, you know, make decisions and improve your health. But with that being said, we're about to get out of here. So Aram, tell my audience, how can they get in touch with you? Learn more about your work. Uh, so I spend most of my time on Instagram. That just seems to be where people find it easiest to contact me. So it's at four, the number four weeks, the number two, the beach. So four weeks to the beach on Instagram. Uh, I answer all my DMS. I post a lot of food for thought. I do have coaching available, but not every, I don't really work with anybody and everybody. I always like to talk to people on the phone first, kind of see where your mental status is at before I I decide that I want to move forward with people because I, I want this to be a productive and healthy relationship for both of us. And with anybody that's ever coached, it's a mental drain. And if it's not worth it for both people, it's just, I'm not going to do it. I'd rather not make the money than, than rip my hair out for the next 17 weeks. So I am available for coaching. If you're somebody who's looking to kind of learn and, and be part of a process and not expect a result, but I think if the result is I'm going to get educated and become better with my protocols. Great. That's, that's the way that I like to coach. But if you're like, I want to lose 15 pounds in the next two weeks, then go to V shred. I love it. And of course his contact information will be in the show notes and the other show notes are going to, I'm trying to make some little fun, right? So zikahealth.com slash four weeks to the beach. But before I get out of here, Aram, I wouldn't be doing my audience any favors. If I didn't ask, what's the reason behind the name of the Instagram? Uh, so it's essentially the idea of living life in a really good maintenance. So I think if you have all your, your solid foundational habits built, and let's say you do have something that requires there to be a little bit more confidence in clothes, or like, let's say, you know, like some people like, I, I, I want to do a photo shoot for my 40th birthday. Well, that's going to obviously require a little bit more work, but I'm never that far away from my ideal physique. I'm not, I'm never that far away 
from my ideal body type. I'm always kind of practicing all these things year round anyway. So that if I want to pump the gas pedal, I'm, I'm a four weeks away. If I want to dial back and I'm not dialing all the way back to where I fall apart completely. So it's just this idea of perpetual maintenance that acts as a springboard to something that's a little bit more intense. See, four weeks to the beach, everyone. So yes, the show notes are going to be zikahel.com slash four weeks to the beach. And of course, the show notes are going to be in the description of the episode. And with that being said, we're out for today, fam. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.